This is Talk Freight. Talk Freight. And this is Craig Bliss. What's up, everybody? It is Craig. Today is Monday, so of course that means it's time for another Make More Money Monday sponsored by truckstop.com. And now it's been a crazy, crazy month in trucking, I suppose, logistics, the entire logistics industry at that. Um, but in my opinion, I think it's been, you know, a lot more crazier in the last week or two. You know, you got a whole bunch of uh, people protesting or demonstrating, as Stephen Oatley said is a better word. You know, a lot of people are demonstrating, a lot more demonstrations, if you will, kind of planned off in the future. A um, whole bunch of drivers creating videos that you see are just flooding the Facebook groups, different social media channels, you know, out there venting their frustrations about what is going on in this industry. Um, not only that, you still have all the cheap freight still being posted on the load board. I mean, the list goes on and on. If you guys didn't realize trucking wasn't actually a dog-eat-dog -dog world out there, I think the last couple of weeks really, not even the last couple of weeks, really the month or two has really proved that, um, really proved that for everybody. And not only that, one thing with all this that I'm noticing is a lot of people are actually afraid to talk about what is going on in the industry with anybody else. I'm not exactly sure why, but one thing I do know, it seems like only drivers are um, commenting or venting about what's going on in this industry. And now there's a couple things to that. The first thing, I think people are afraid to um, say something wrong and upset their customer and lose out on a load. I'm not sure. But you do have drivers who are out there venting, expressing their frustration about what's going on. Um, and I think that will help the industry, you know, just a tad bit. If anything can help the industry change, it's people knowing what to change is going to make that happen. And now, before we get farther, I do have to say, of course, we're not going to have shippers coming on video or even brokers talking about the industry market because in more ways than not one, um, they're definitely benefiting from this market and the shenanigans, if you will. So anyways, today or tonight, I want to bring on drivers or a driver to help kind of talk about the challenges and act and things that I see in the industry and the group freight brokers and truck drivers. Everything is going nuts. As you can see, I'm actually messaging our moderator as we speak right now, because he feels that things can go more smoother, if you will. Um, and I agree. Some things on my part can be changed. Some things, you know, group members can change, um, all that. But what I'm seeing a lot of is a lot of broker bashing, a lot of shipper bashing, a lot of truck drivers just trying to vent. And so today, we're bringing on a driver for one simple reason. It's because you guys hear me always talk about market rates. And to me, to get the most accurate market rate in this industry, as a broker, you must call 10 drivers and get the rate that they give you and the average of those 10 drivers is the actual market rate. Right now, figuring out what this shenanigans is, how to measure these shenanigans on the market, the only way to do that is to actually talk to drivers and ask them what is going on. Are brokers lowering rate or is it the shippers? How are, you know, what are you doing to survive? What are the challenges you see? Because everywhere else in different news publications, um, you see a whole bunch of people or a lot of people Trying to tell everybody or trying to convince or persuade any everybody, if you will, that this is just market conditions and this stuff happens. I get it. Stuff like this happens. But what we are seeing is not supposed to happen. And I am meaning people taking advantage of other people in this industry. So I have Jennifer Mayo who's coming on. You guys probably know her from my group, Freight Brokers and Truck Drivers. She's an active member in the industry, especially in our group. I know she has a post that's kind of going nuts right now. Like I said, I haven't gone through it to moderate it. Maybe I'll check it out on video towards the end. Um, but yeah, that's what we want to talk about. I do want to mention Steve Oatley, your favorite freight broker or freightbrokerlive.com uh, comment there. He But not all brokers are benefiting. And I totally get that. So before I go further, I should say, give my normal disclaimer. When I talk about cheap rates or cheap rate, I am only comparing the posted market rate to actual market data. Okay. I understand we're in a pandemic, so of course rates will be lower due to the fact that there's really no freight volume. Um, I think we can all accept that, okay? The problem I have is a brokers and or shippers, I suppose, who are taking advantage of the market by posting freight well below the market rate, sometimes hundreds. I just wanted to say those three points before I get started. 
as Sean Smith says, more whining. That's all you see right now from in the freight groups. And Sean Smith, if you've seen my post not too long ago, we already talked about this. We're kind of moving on by bringing on drivers. So like I said, enough rambling on my side. I'm going to bring Jennifer Mayo. She's a member of our group, Freight Brokers and Truck Drivers, on. Just to have her, she's going to pop on here. She's going to introduce herself, talk about what is going on, and to get her opinion. Jennifer, can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine. Awesome. How can are you? Can you hear me? I can. I can. I think uh, I think we can all hear you. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Introduce yourself. Say where at, say where you were at. Looks like you're a driver too. Where where are you calling from? Um, I'm actually just at Weatherby, Oregon. Uh, the Weatherby uh, rest area right here in Oregon. I got someplace where I have a good connection. Oh, good deal. Weatherby, Oregon. That's a place I haven't heard of yet. Well, it's, I don't know if there's actually a town here, but there's the rest area is called the Weather, Weatherby Rest Area, and it's really Got nice. It. Got it. That's awesome. Did you now? Are you from the Oregon area? I'm sorry, I don't know, or are you just there visiting, if you will? <laughs> um, we're actually taking a load to Samson Tug and Bard in Seattle. Um, we're it. from Arizona. Oh, got it. Okay, okay. So I, I just moved from Arizona, so I'm definitely familiar with that. So I definitely appreciate, you know, hopping on a video for this Make More Money Monday sponsored by truckstop.com video because, you know, moments before you messaged me and said, hey, Craig, I'm interested, I did see you have a pretty popular post going on um, in our Facebook group there. How about you tell us, what was that post about? What did you say? And what do you feel about that post there? Well, just about... Um, it's been about two months that I took over dispatching our truck because rates were starting to get frustrating. And my boss is actually a broker for Landstar, but he doesn't broker okay. our truck, as I was telling you. Um, and so he was kind of doing his own thing and the trucks were kind of like, we were kind of like getting on the wayside. And so I said, you know, he was actually thinking about giving up the trucking side of it. And I said, you know, before you do that, let me, I've been learning from you for four years now. Let me try to run the truck. Sure. And so he was like, okay, yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'll alleviate a lot of your stress. And so I started running it and I was doing really good. And, and uh, um, it was, uh, like I said, February and rates were still okay. And I was doing a lot of lumber loads and I was like, you know what? Like me and my husband, he put us on a percentage as well. Okay. And uh, we were, we were driving per mile and he put us on a percentage. And so I was like, well, um, since we're making percentage, let's try to keep the price per mile higher. And so I was getting loads that were like 263, okay. 275, 330. Uh, one was actually $4 a mile going mm. into Reno, you know, and it was really good. And he was like, I mean, I was like keeping the rates for the average for the month, like 260. Really good. Month, yeah. It was like, it was like 220. And then my week started going down and down and down. And, uh, I work with a few brokers, you know, we, we do get on truck stop and we, we find our loads off of there, but I've also found some brokers that I like to work with and, and I talk to them and they seem pretty candid with me. You know, they're telling me, they're telling me that it's the shippers, you know, and, um, that their shippers are, are taking advantage of the prices and, and stuff. And so what I saw the post earlier today where the guy said, you know, shippers and, and shippers and, uh, and brokers, they have their own contract and that we're not really, they don't have to show us that and blah, right. blah, 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 blah. I've kind of made a couple of posts over the last few weeks. And I don't think that this all needs to go on the way that it does. Because I think that realistically, most people in the trucking industry, they don't have time to find their own shippers. Right, right. You're going, one's going to suffer. And so I feel like... <sighs> From my point of view as a driver, I understand where a broker fits into the whole equation. Sure. Um, and I'm... You're still there. Can yeah. You, no, you yeah, go on. You're there. So I, uh, I just... I like to, to deal with brokers that are more upfront and talk about things. And uh, one broker told me this week, he said, you know, thing, it's going to start turning around because he said the shippers, he said, like my shippers, for instance, he goes, I told them, you know, 
you guys have got to bring the prices up. You've got to want to pay more. Right. And they said, yeah, we, we get it. You know, we're getting these cheap trucks, but, you know, they're falling off because they're finding something better. And so they, you know, okay, here's your load back. And we're, we're you know, our truck broke down. <laughs> oh, our truck broke down. You know, oh, yeah. this happened or that happened. Yeah, or, yeah. Or whatever. And, you know, or they don't, they don't follow through. They don't, um, they don't uh, deliver on t- in a sure. timely manner. They don't want to, they don't want to do the tracking. And there's all the different types of things. And when me and my husband started working for our boss, that was, I went in the truck with him. I wasn't driving. I was just Got riding it. with him. Okay. And um, so I really just kind of helped David like navigate the paperwork and stuff. And, and one thing that, you know, I was like, let's get our appointment times. Let's make sure that we're always punctual. Let's make sure that we're, you know, we're treating the customer right. Yeah. And I, I just feel like as, as brokers, they need to understand there are some truck drivers out there that that's really what their business is, is treating the customer right. I, and making, I agree. Making that broker have a good name. I agree. And so if brokers and drivers can have a good relationship with each other, drivers can stay moving. And brokers can keep a good name, which is going to make them retain more customers. Of course, of course. So, I own salons. That's what I. That's what I did when I did hair. Good I deal. owned salons, and you know, mine was was making a, a customer contact and building a, a business base. And I always treated people right because when when somebody called me for a haircut, I was like, you know what. <laughs> I can I can woo this person and they're gonna send me their whole entire family. Yeah. And I'm gonna make so much money. You know, they're gonna tell people about me and tell people. And I agree. like I said, one person, one person to me was not just a fifteen dollar haircut. It was essentially a five thousand dollar raise. Right, right, and that's true, and that's a great way of looking at it. And that's basically just treating people right. Exactly. You know? And I mean, brokers want to make money. Drivers want to make money. So let's treat each other right. Right. I, I agree. And, you know, a lot of these issues, you know, I've only been in the industry for about 10 years. In March, it was about 10 years. It was right at 10 years. And now I always say when I started, you know, there was technology, but it wasn't what you see now. Okay. So it involved a lot of uh, relationship building, a lot of relationship maintaining between us brokers and drivers at that time. And now technology I think it's a double-edged sword. It's a saving grace in one hand, but also it's a death of the industry in the next. And it's for reasons like, you know, as, as you just said here, it's one thing that I notice now is a lot of the issues that I see personally from brokers is a fact that they never have to physically talk to that driver. Therefore, they treat them in certain ways or they post cheap rates on a load board because in their mind, they're saying, uh, just a transactional relationship. They're not thinking of that long-term dollar or really long-term relationship um, down the road there. And that's one thing, you know, as I mentioned before, I was kind of like that. I was very one-sided in the industry my first two or three years until I went on the carrier side and noticed, you know, all the challenges and noticed the importance of maintaining relationships with carriers and broker partners and all that. Now, I do, I do want to ask you, um, before this pandemic, let's just say about a month or even two months, how were your rates at that time with your brokers? Were they good and they just steadily declined to what they are now? Or do you still have some brokers still giving you good rates? Let's call them pre-pandemic rates. No. And actually, some of the brokers that we have, we're dealing with, like, uh, for instance, let me just say this right now. This is how bad it's getting for us. Our other truck that I don't dispatch, yep. he took a load today. Uh, we've been getting a lot of loads out of Everaz, uh, steel plates going okay. to, you know, like refineries and stuff like that. Literally, our last load was two months ago from them. The brokers have one broker that we get loads from. She hasn't even picked up her phone when I call. Oh, of course. And then the other one, she's picked up the phone and she's like, they're not moving anything. They've shut down, you know, whatever. And they just started running things about two weeks ago. And I've called her every week and asked her. So uh, my boss was actually bragging today, bragging jokingly. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. (laughs) He said, uh, I got Mark a load. Now these loads, our last load from out of there was $2.75 a mile. Wow, okay. $1.51 today. I was about to ask you dollar fifty one. And now is that from the ship is that price from the shipper or from the broker? Um, it is from the broker. 
Got it. Okay. That is going through a broker. Now, at the beginning of all this, we got a load out of Dow, and our broker that was on that, she said, you know, that she blamed it on the shipper then. And when we went to go pick up the load, he said, I don't know why these rates are going down so low. We're still paying the same price. And, and see, that's my point right there. Okay. And so it's like this. I come from all sides of the industry. Started at, you know, the brokerage, went to a carrier, went to a shipper, went back and forth, carry broker and all that to where I'm at now. Okay. And now, of course, you know, even with my shipper hat on or my brokerage hat on, I can't compare or no one can compare what's going on now um, to historical data, but you can compare it to other historical events like hurricanes or produce or stuff like that where it disrupts the industry. My point is when I worked as a shipper or broker, I can't think of too many times where the rate suddenly dropped drastically overnight to where the only way for someone to survive is by or the only way for a broker to survive is by, you know, selling cheap freight. I have never experienced this. And that's what I want to talk about today because, you know, you have a lot of major freight publications, if you will, kind of implying that what is going on now is almost history repeating itself or implying that drivers can um, survive or change up their habits to survive or make it out of this, if you will. In my opinion, that's not accurate because... All of this starts at the shipper and or the broker, because again, in my experience working as a shipper, I've never asked brokers to suddenly drop their rates during a pandemic. And same thing at a brokerage, I've never dealt with a customer or a shipper who overnight suddenly dropped the rates. I have in both with both hats on have experienced, you know, situations where there was a lot of competition, especially at a broker where I'm moving this load right now, $2. The shipper asked me to go down a little bit, so I dropped my price, you know, 10 cents a mile or such. But not dropping prices hundreds of dollars per load under market rate. And that's my frustration level. I just heard a podcast yesterday where they said, well, brokers are just booking freight at market rate. But I used their same system and found out that brokers are speaking of have loads posted on DAT, truckstop.com, 123 load board, hundreds and hundreds of dollars lower the market rate so that brought up my point people are literally afraid to talk about brokers harming this industry right now mainly because they're probably paid you know paid by them um with contracts or that's their customer um but i think that's crazy are you seeing stuff like that jennifer well i am seeing that and one one my boss called about a, a load um out of california with a with a major brokerage and uh, um, the, the rate was a good rate, so he called about it. And now we won't even do any business with that brokerage anymore because my boss called about that load, and the guy goes, oh, I'm sorry, I lowered the price. I was getting so many calls on it. See, that's, that's what I'm getting at. And so when people are saying, oh, I'm following the market, you know, it's different. Following the market is a lot different than taking advantage. And I'm with that broker. You know, if you're moving loads with, you know, ABC carrier for 1000 bucks. Someone comes in with just great of service or such for nine fifty. You're probably going to take it, I suppose. Um, but when you're selling it, you know, over and over again at a thousand bucks, and you start selling at four fifty, that is the issue that must be talked about because that's not following the market. That is, you know, harming the industry. And those are the best words I can basically use: harming the industry. It is harming the industry, the whole industry, not just us, not just right. them the whole industry it is and now as you said in the beginning i do feel i'm with your boss and i totally agree that the market will go up because for the simple fact is we're at the very bottom looking up <laughs> and so the yeah. only way up at this point is to go up <laughs> yeah and so that's why i always tell my you know a lot of my driver friends i tell them like please figure out ways to survive until after this because when the market is up i think it will for once again be a driver's market but it's going to take a lot of clawing, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to get to that point of um, getting back to where the market needs to be. But, you know, I think most, most drivers would like to, most owner-operators, they would like to find those certain brokers that, you know, that they just deal with all the time. Um, unfortunately, they're not, they're not finding them. Right. You know, they're not having that relationship. And so my background here, let me say this. My grandpa hauled hay. Got it. 
my grandpa was like 90, you know, he would be like 90 something years old. He hauled hay back in the day. My first husband was a truck driver. You know, that was 30 years ago I was married to him. And I know what the rates were then because I actually helped him. And um, he worked for a company out of Wisconsin. And I dealt with his bosses on a daily basis because, you know, I was picking up the checks and everything. And I dealt with him all the time. And John wore the hat where he had two phones going, you know, with brokers that he, he dealt with on a, on a, basis and he kept those trucks running and growing steadily right and um now just go into the load board you know just going oh let me just go find a load yeah you know when i started doing this everybody was like well is it hard and i'm like well no you just actually just go on the load board now finding a good load (laughs) that's a whole different story there yeah that's a whole different story and you know a lot of people when I have videos very similar to this, they tell me, well, Craig, there's a huge difference between spot rates and contractor rates. I definitely understand that. And I think everybody who's watching and everybody in our group, freight brokers and truck drivers, definitely understand there's a difference between contractor rates and spot rates. Again, the concern goes to is when brokers are directly lowering rates that are on contracted pricing scales, most likely, down to below um the price so low trucks can't even operate by making a profit to me that's an issue that i think we need to continue talking about because as you said back in the day you know it was a lot harder to get loads took a few more phone calls um but the relationships were there now we just click a button you know you book a load you kind of move on you don't talk to anybody (laughs) and so it is a lot different kind of like from what i'm seeing even when i started um 10 years ago or so and now I want to ask you before you see if we can bring on someone else here. Now, from your experience working with these brokers, do you hear them say maybe when it will start picking back up? Are they saying that they're waiting on one of their suppliers or manufacturers or customers to start back up or just nothing at all? I have heard the waiting on manufacturers to start back up. I haven't heard when they come back up. What I have heard is it's going to be a long time. (laughs) And that's scary. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, here I'm. I'm in Illinois right now, and the governor he just um, put out or extended the stay-at-home order to like May 30th, or you know, the last day of May, and that's a little scary. Holy macanoli! Yeah, that's um. And here in Illinois, I just like I said, I just moved, you know, back here from Arizona. Arizona, when I moved, they were in a way, you know, in a stay-at-home order, but it was nothing compared to these people in Illinois. People in Illinois, oh, no. yeah, they're crazy. In, in like it's just all business all businesses we were just there the weekend and, and it's just like you know i mean yeah they've learned to go in one door and come out the other door. right right and, you know we're keeping six feet apart but everybody's still out <laughs> doing their stuff yeah even when i walk in my office every day you know there's like a subdivision across the street i'm like man i feel like they're judging me i'm walking in the only one in the parking lot but like i said hey if you do your own thing you should be good <laughs> not worrying about other people uh, kind Jack of out there. Are really clean now. I, I've, I've are noticed. Really clean. Yeah. Now, which ones are the cleanest? I ask people this sometimes. Um, I think loves are taking care of us the best. There we go. I was about to say loves. You know, I started giving loves a lot of love on my way traveling up here because I had, a, you know, a few gift cards from them. I wanted to cash out. I started going to the loves. I'm like, man, I never gave loves enough love, but they're actually okay. They're actually decent. They're not bad. You know, and I and I will say through all of this, like right now, we have a piece of heavy equipment on there, and it's fairly oversized. I mean, it's it's like nine, it's like nine feet, and so like last week, um, last week our company had a really good week. Um, I found this load off of Truck Stop, and uh, it was a uh, uh, three thousand dollars from Phoenix to Seattle, and the guy was like, I actually have two of them. They need to be moved. And so we've been moving them and we just had to find a load going back. So last week our company actually had like a um, $8,000 week. Got it. Okay. We're finishing up with. So we've, we're, you know, we're still keeping that, that price point up there, but me and my husband, we both drive. I was, now I was going to ask you, so is it taking more work? Is it more days out of the week to get these same numbers or what is it? Got it. Okay. We could have been done by now. We've been taking our time with this just because we could have unloaded it this morning, but we were like, what are we going to do then? You know, (laughs) there's nothing really there anyway. I know. So we take our time and rest and, 
you know, whatnot. Stop for our breaks. Stop and do a podcast. If you I, I know. There, yeah, stop. <laughs> Maybe respond to some of the people in the uh, Facebook groups there. And I appreciate the, the comments that I've been getting because I really did, you know, I kind of just want everybody to think about, you know, and one of the things that I did post on there, for the broker side of it, I've been thinking about these things. And like I was telling you about sure. the Evraz loads, all of those loads have gone to build refinery tanks. And Got now it. if you look at their fuel, fuel economy, our fuel economy, you know, they're paying. They're, right. they're saying that, you know, you're, you're like $41 negative there. So obviously they're not going to be building fuel tanks. Right. You know, so those loads aren't going to be there. And loads that are, are priced per the ton and stuff like that, it's it makes sense to me that it wouldn't be priced at the normal price if its rates have gone down. Right. No, I, I'm I'm totally with you on that. And um, and one thing I do want to say, you know, before we hop off here, one thing I do want to say when we were talking about the brokers and talking about, you know, freight being priced differently, I'm reading the comments here on the right hand side. Um, there's been a lot of discussion the last couple of days about a blanket term of all brokers. I want to say it again or reference it again. I don't think a single person in the industry, when they say brokers are moving cheap freight, they're not meaning all brokers. They're not meaning right. uh, every single broker, broker agent. The majority of them are literally talking about the coordinators at mega brokerages. Okay. Mm -hmm. Talk about the TQLs. We're talking about those megas, not the small mom and pop. I know a lot of our members are broker owners themselves you know, small family operation or agency owners. We're not talking about them. We're talking about the megas who are directly lowering rates so low on purpose by taking advantage of this pandemic. And I see um, comments they laugh here. At you when you call them. They and, and they do. They they and they do. And now on the broker side of things, I can understand it just a tad bit, even smaller than that, smaller than that, just a tiny bit, because with them, it's a lot of competition. And just as we have the CEO of the tech company Voyager on last week, he mentioned when he was just a carrier rep, that's all he knew, how to make more, more, more. You don't think about anything else. So it's my hope as brokers start watching these videos and start noticing what they are doing to drivers, they will start changing their thinking. Because when you change your thinking, your own self, you can change the thinking of everybody around you. And that's how you make big moves in the industry. And now, I want to bring up something because I keep seeing things in the comments is one of the concerns my moderator of our group, Chris Brown, brought up to me before this video. There's all these videos from a, a truck driver named Rick Santiago. I watched a couple of his videos. I think he's great. He seems like a trusted member of the industry. I don't know him personally, but I believe he's a truck driver. I'm not sure if he owns a company or not, so I apologize if he's a fleet owner as well. But Earlier, they were talking about brokerages, you know, Trinity brokerage, TQL making, you know, 40, 50, this guy's saying 65% off the load. One thing I do have to say is this is like saying all brokers are ruining the industry. We're talking about blanket terms here. I mean, I will still be a broker. I would literally have a brokerage myself if brokers were consistently getting those rates. You should do this. Ask people who create videos, maybe Stephen Oatley, Shaggy. Wayne Campbell, Trucker G, why they do not have a brokerage of their own if brokers are getting these rates. It doesn't happen. Therefore, when people are creating stirs and this craziness in the industry by trying to pump up drivers' blood pressure, I'm not going to entertain it. It's just like that. But you and I, Jennifer, we can hop on a video or meet another driver. We can hop on a video and talk about the issues and the pricing challenges together professionally but you know in hopes to make change but we're not going to make no change when we just create this bs and like better words i suppose <laughs> it reminds me of what's going on in the bigger house but anyway yes. exactly exactly <laughs> yeah we, we i just want to say that because you know some people are saying well craig you say you don't want to talk about the coronavirus but here you are talking about it well i only talk about it in a way to help people or bring a solution to it or brainstorm solutions i don't talk about the numbers of coronavirus because it doesn't change anything. Well, and see, that was too, also in, in the beginning of this, in February, it was actually Valentine's Day. Me and my husband actually got sick with what Ooh. we had no idea what it was. Yeah. And it was, it was the worst upper respiratory um, really? infection I'd ever had. And then after it all came out, I'm like, you know what? I bet that was the coronavirus. It probably was. But you know what? It passed really quickly. I took care of myself. You know, yeah. we... We just stayed away from people because that's what I do when I get sick anyway. <laughs> You're supposed to. 
Yeah. And and that's basically if everybody just took care of themselves, um, kind of washed out for themselves and not just create this hysteria, you know, all throughout the industry. I think we kind of go past that a little bit further. And now someone says, no point being made here. The point is, a lot of people are whining without providing solutions. A lot of people are just following, you know, the herd, if you will, without exactly knowing if they're actually following anything to be followed. It's kind of like these protests or, and the word I like to use that I heard today, how about we call them demonstrations? Because when you call them protests, it means negative. So let's call them demonstrations. These demonstrations are not even, you know, I don't know, getting national attention what they deserve because everybody who's complaining is complaining about 10, 15 different things and no one's complaining about the same thing. That's the point we're getting here. If we all could shut down, if we all could shut down, it might would change, th change things if we all could organize something sure. in a right manner. But like what they did down in Houston, that's <laughs> not right. Everybody just gets arrested. You know, in California, they don't know what's going on there. So nobody even knows what the what the point of it is. Right. If we organize something and actually do it, like I know every year they've done like that shutdown, driver shutdown. Yep, yep. If, if everybody just stays home for one day, then those that are like, hey, I'm going to get mine today. I know, got it, right. Or on a day that you're not really doing business anyway, what 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 effect has that been? No, I'm with you, and that's you know Stephen Oli, your favorite freight broker. He mentioned that today, where you know hundred they got a hundred people in Houston, yet no one knew what they were there for. So, but I just got another uh, another truck driver got on here. So Jennifer, I definitely appreciate. I know you were driving, you know, seconds before we popped on video. So I appreciate pulling over to safe spot, jumping on here to talk freight with the group here. Yep, you guys have a good night. All right, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for giving me the time. No problem. Bye. All right, we're going to bring on another group member on here. It's popping up here. Let's see. Boom. Can you hear me? I can hear you fine. You hear me? Oh, I can hear you just fine. It looks like you just got back to the house, and right? I'm about to leave the house, actually. Oh, about to leave the house. Good deal. Well, I appreciate you giving a couple minutes to jump on here. Yes, sir. And so for the people who don't know you, how about you introduce yourself? What do you do in this industry um, and all that jazz? My name is John. I'm a uh, owner operator. I'm the one that causes all the shit on your page right now, Lily's <laughs> Bish. Um, I've been in this, I've been driving for about 18 years. I've been an owner operator the whole time. I just started, just got my own numbers about six months ago and about to start running on my own. Got it. All my own dispatching. I do all my own uh, negotiating, all that kind of stuff. So good deal. No, so no you're about it. A true owner operator, the one man band there. Yes, That's awesome. And now kind of jumping right into it, not too long ago, I think it was just a day or two ago, you posted in the group about, um, which I thought was a great post because talking about money, but talking about your success that you're having um, with different accounts and different freight um, that you're doing right now. I want to ask you about that. During this pandemic, how's your operation? Is there a lot of change? Is there no change? Are you struggling? Uh, What's, what's going on? A lot on of here? change. The, uh, every year, the freight slows down January, February. We all know that. And I generally take that time off. About mid end of January, I'm watching the load boards. I'm calling my brokers. I'm, you know, whoever I know. And yeah. it's not there. It's falling off. And just as, just as time progresses, it gets worse and worse and worse. I've had my own brokers tell me, John, people are hauling it for next to nothing. I can't, I can't do it. Loads that I've been taking for quite some time for, Three three fifty a mile, or they're saying we're getting rid of these loads for a dollar seventy, dollar eighty a mile, and I, we don't have a choice. And I, I'm like, I get it, I get it. And every one of them are saying our shippers are aware that the prices are dropping off just to nothing, and they're taking these guys that are out there running them for a dollar seventy a mile. They're, you know, right? They're, they're why wouldn't they? It's just business. I get it. Right. You know, why, I get it. Why shouldn't they? But the, I think the majority of the problem is people don't realize the shippers are the ones that know that we're running these these rates for they're they're the ones that are, are fully aware hey why would i pay this guy that's been doing it for two years three dollars a mile when this guy's willing to do it for a dollar seventy it's just business i get it yeah and and i get it too and especially you know in this economy where the u.s economy you know this is all the american dream is make as much as you can and i'm glad you actually said that before i even asked you because i was wondering Eventually, shippers are going to take note that drivers are taking cheap freight. 
Therefore, they're going to start expecting it from all their vendors, um, whether that be a broker vendor or whether it be an owner operator like yourself or what have you. So it's, um, it's interesting to hear, if you will, that shippers are noticing that there's cheaper freight. But let me ask you this. Would the shippers expect to take cheaper freight or cheaper trucks if truck drivers were not accepting cheap freight? I, I don't, you know, it's a, it's a circle argument. I believe if all the drivers said, look, we're just not taking it for less than X amount. We're just not going to do it. You're still going to have the guys out there that are going to take it anyway. You're always going to have the guys that are saying, I need to eat. I'm going to. And so you're never going to get the whole group to, to congeal as a, as a one unit thing. And it's going to remain dog eat dog. That's the I'm way it's always been. It's not going to change. I'm so with you. It's on you. I mean, I consider myself a very good negotiator, a very good. And I agree. I, I, I can't do anything with my skills. That's just the market right now. Right. And, and I think, and I'll be honest, I think a lot of the brokers that are taking advantage of this situation are reflecting back to 2018 saying, yeah, we're making up for all this. We're getting okay. all back okay. out of here. I really believe that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, I'm sure it's not all of them. I, I no, know several. I get it. I'm sure it's not all of them, but I'm sure yeah. there are some out there that are saying, "Yeah, I'm going to make my money back now." <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Uh, a, a real quick, John. Some people in the comments are asking if you can move the microphone closer. Um, okay, better? cool. Oh yeah, everybody is saying it's good to go. Um, but anyways, I'm with you there. And now I didn't, I didn't want to admit it, but I was a broker. You know, end of 2017, uh, beginning of 2018, about that time period when I stopped. But I did think about that. I, I did think about how many brokers are sitting back and saying, oh, you guys are complaining about rates. Where were you guys at back in, you know, 2018? Right. We were complaining about rates. And, so, right. and it was interesting. I listened to a Freight Waves uh, podcast a day or two ago. And in the comment section, a shipper guy literally wrote, I'm enjoying these rates right now. We're always getting screwed. He wrote something in that effect. And I was shocked. Because my first thought was, well, a shipper, they know they need trucks, so they had to pay for it. So I don't know when they think they're ever getting screwed because, you know. The, you the want to save money, go buy your own trucks. Don't pay somebody to do it. Move it yourself. That's what I'm saying. I don't go to the store and be like, oh, bread's, you know, $2. Oh, you know, let's burn down the bread right. company because it's $2. It, it's getting kind of crazy. So it's interesting because you and I, we have done videos before in the past. So I, mm -hmm. I didn't know you know, how a great negotiator you are. You're very experienced, how to get freight from brokers, how to get the rate you need. Um, so it's very interesting that you are even saying that you cannot get brokers really lift up or give you better prices on your freight. I mean, I, I, I still do probably better than a lot, but even the a lot isn't enough to, to justify. As a matter of fact, if it wasn't for the dedicated loans that I, loads that I'm running for Amazon right now, yep. I wouldn't be driving at all. My truck, my, I've got a step deck that's sitting out there in my driveway, and my got truck it. would be parked out, the, out there with it as well. It's just not worth it right now. I, I'm I not agree. going to run for a loss, and I'm not going to work my ass off to break even. Right. So you don't have a choice. Go pick up a job and do something, you know, to pay the bills until this comes back up. It'll turn around eventually. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. And I, and I totally agree with that. And that's why I tell people. If they're moving freight at dollar fifteen a mile, you see sometimes dollar twenty mile. I keep asking them, why are you not parked? Because you're not making money. You're not making money, so it's not but about the money. You also have to keep in mind too. I mean, even Amazon does this. They'll post loads. Uh, I saw one a little while ago at fifty five cent a mile. <laughs> Literally, most of their loads are. I've seen them as uh, on averages between eighty five cent and a dollar fifteen. But Got that's it. their starting negotiating price. Sure, that's, sure. That's what they'll do is they'll post it for that rate a day ahead of time, and they'll bump it up every three or four hours, a few right. cents, until it gets within the last six hours, and then they'll say, "Okay, we're willing to negotiate." Somebody call me, and that's when you call them and get a regular rate out of them. I mean, sure. I moved a, I moved a load the other day, four hundred and five miles for almost sixteen hundred dollars. And okay. that, that, yeah, so they, okay. they, it depends on how desperate they are. It makes but sense. They're they're no different than. 2018 when the brokers were getting screwed because Christmas time they hemorrhage money. I, yeah. For me to move loads for 250 to 350 a mile on average is completely normal during Christmas time. Got so it. now they've got to make up for all that loss that they've had all through that two month period by 
getting it as cheap as they possibly can. And unfortunately, there's a lot of guys out there that are saying, oh, this one's $1.70. I mean, $1.20 a mile. I'll go ahead and take it. And they won't wait for that six hour window and they won't call to try to negotiate that rate. And they're running it at $1.20. I can understand if you own your truck and all your equipment, it's completely paid off. You could afford to run for that, but it's still not common sense. Right. Why, I argued with somebody on Facebook the other day. Why would you run at a dollar fifty because you can afford to? If everybody stuck together and said, "I won't run for less than a dollar eighty, that's another thirty cent a mile in your pocket. You're not exactly. propping anybody up. You're bettering yourself at the same time. So I, I don't. I think ignorance is the biggest problem in this industry, sure. and it goes on all three sides: the shippers, the brokers, and and the uh, carriers. I think everybody is just in this business to make money and they don't care about the other aspects of the, of the field and they don't take the time to learn it. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's one thing I always say, when you understand the other sides, when you understand the role of a broker and how they work and how to operate, it can actually benefit you in your own uh, operations. And now I want to go back to the Amazon. I did see that post. Seems like a lot of people gave you heat in the beginning. You know, it was Every kind of so much mixed up about, people I, I did it. i'm guilty of it myself i signed up for amazon over a little over a year ago i logged on sure. the board and i'm like what is this shit and i logged back <laughs> off and that was it i was done with it about six months later i logged on yeah. again i'm like come on man really i logged yeah. back off of it and it took several times to i started realizing one when does the freight move in my area right. i know every day at this time to this time that's when all the loads are going to be posted so knowing when to look is one thing right Not knowing right. to negotiate it within six hours it, it, it there's a lot of tricks to it but Every time I say anything good about Amazon, I get a hundred people down my throat about it, and I'm just used to it, you know. And, I mean, and now, one thing I want to mention I'd seen a lot of that, but was very interesting once people started seeing your comments where they understood what you were saying was accurate. Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of people saying, Send me info, send me info, mm -hmm. send me a message, and that is what I like because it's like this one person can say something, you won't believe them. Two people say something, you're like, Okay, maybe this is true, and that's what I like. Because, you know, for men, us men, maybe some women, it, it takes a, us a couple of times to uh, understand something or to believe something. Sure. And so, yeah, it was great to see that you made a post about Amazon, took a lot of heat about it. But then not only that, you showed people how they can do the exact same thing. You know, for on, their on, tricks as well. On Shaggy's group, I used to poke, post my uh, settlements every week. And people are like, there's no way you're making that much. So I'd start <laughs> posting my settlements and they'd be like, no, come on, man. Really? That's not. <laughs> the, and, and sometimes I antagonize people on purpose just to see what kind of reaction I get. The post sure. I made today about, uh, uh, or last night, whenever it was, about requiring brokers to give their, their cost before you right. accept the load. I didn't go into a lot of detail about it because I wanted to see how people were going to react and what they said. And then I started responding to people and the flames kind of died out and people yeah. started actually talking about it. Yeah. And that, that was my goal in, in posting the way I did. A lot of times it's it's not shock value or reaction value. I just want to see what people honestly think, what they you know, what, the, what their visceral no, reaction is to it. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you there. And now I know I'm going to get a lot of heat. That's why I'm going to keep it brief. But, you know, as my last position was at a brokerage, you know, even with my brokerage hat on, I do believe rates should be transparent. All my broker friends are not going to agree with that. Um, but I always compare the trucking industry like the real estate industry. And if you buy or sell a house, well, you know how much that agent is making. Everybody knows how much that agent or brokerage making. And so it kind of goes in trucking. I know a lot of people say, you know, capital world, free cap, whatever. Um, it shouldn't matter who makes what. And I agree. It shouldn't matter who makes what, but we should also have transparency, rate transparency. And so well, I even said in that post, or I didn't say, but I responded to a couple of them. The whole point is that so many truckers think that the brokers are just crooks, right? If we had that transparency, everybody would realize, oh, well, maybe they're not crooks. Maybe the, the rates really do suck. Right. I mean, it'd be on the shippers then. And yeah. you're not going to go after the shippers because they're your bread and butter. Well, of so course. You're just going to have to you know, keep rolling. Yeah. But I, I, I have a few friends that are brokers and I, I understand their side of the business. And I just hate seeing them take that much heat for it because it's not necessary. No, and, and I totally agree. It's the same thing, you know, on both sides of the table. You have good drivers, you have bad drivers, you have good brokers, sure. you have bad brokers. Sure. It's um, all throughout. And that's why I hate um, giving my opinions a lot because if I say, oh, Brokers are doing cheap freight. People assume I mean 100% of brokers are doing it. Or if I say drivers quit broker bashing, they say, oh, Craig thinks every single driver is broker bashing. 
it's not a blanket term. It's just some. I get it. I get <laughs> you it. know I what I'm it. saying? All there. <laughs> and so, yeah, I definitely glad you got on here, John, to kind of talk about your experience, what you're saying. Well, before I get you off here, I need to ask you. For people in the group who are not as successful or maybe just entering the industry, do you have any tips or tricks or ideas you can give them to kind of help them um, I think, I think their operation there? I think speaking with a broker with some education as far as you understand the industry, you understand why your load is going to or your truck has to move for this amount giving a negotiation point other than well that's only a dollar 50 a mile i can't move it for that that's not going to get you anywhere I'm with negotiation you. skills i would say are probably the most important the second is going to be your on time your reliability your call john i know i don't have to ever call him again i, I don't even there bother with it i know i know we're covered from this point just call john good deal getting that relationship built with brokers to where they know if if they need it done regardless of whatever's going to happen, they can call you. That's the hardest one. That's the one that takes the most time, but that's probably second most important. Got it. Yeah, I, I definitely appreciate that. I've got a few YouTube videos and I do stupid little videos every once in a while trying to help people. And I'm always available. If anybody ever PMs me and I'll give you my phone number and, and good deal. I'll chat with anybody, I don't mind helping people. Sounds good. Sounds good. I know your name is a little bit different on Facebook there, but after you get off here, you can drop it in the comments there. Um, okay. so people can reach out to you. Cause like I said, I've talked with you on videos, you know, the last couple of years or so, mm -hmm. I know you have a lot of, you know, a lot of knowledge, a lot of intelligence in this industry. And I definitely appreciate you that sharing that with our members, freight brokers and truck drivers, as well as everybody else in the industry there. All right. I appreciate your time, Chris. All right, John. I'll talk to you. See you later. Greg, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Chris, Craig, Greg, it's all good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Take good. care. Yeah, I'll talk right. to you later, John. All, All right. right. All right, good deal, good deal. That was good. And so the whole point I want to bring up, because I'm still looking at that comment. I, I see the other comments flowing through there. Um, I drove 3,000 miles of paid, 759 in fuel last week. Wow. That was from Brian Newman there. Um, anyways, you know, the whole point of this, I know one guy said, well, what's the point of all this? The point of this or all of this is this. It's right now. Everybody knows we're in a pandemic. We get it. You know, there's no freight volume. Therefore, there's no freight. If you're on a contracted or if you have contracted freight, you're most likely accepting all freight that comes your way. Therefore, that freight is not being put on the spot market. That's not the issue that anybody has an issue with. Again, for the 15th time, the issue that drivers have and what I definitely have, as you can tell, is brokers who are intentionally playing the market by using this pandemic as an excuse to lower freight rates. As you just heard John say, and before that, Jennifer say, both of them mentioned how their shippers do know that um, uh, brokers are lowering rates or that trucks are lowering rates, therefore a shipper can get a better rate. But the question I asked John was, well, if truck drivers stop taking cheap freight, wouldn't the shippers realize that they start upping the rates? And that's my question for you guys. If you guys stop taking cheap freight, the shippers will, you know, stop thinking they can just get a truck for a dollar a mile when that is not realistic. I'm not saying we need, you know, capped brokers or margins to be kept at a certain percentage. I'm just thinking some rate transparency and a little bit um, of working together will get us a lot further, you know, in this industry. And John, he put his... Uh, message here. This is John. That the truck driver is just on here. This is John. Um, that's his Facebook name there. But as he said, he's always willing to help other people in the industry. He's a man with a plan with that Amazon freight. I know I've talked about Amazon in the past before on a whole other video, but he posted recently in our group freight brokers and truck drivers about his success with dedicated freight, and he even posted money he's making um, with that freight he is getting from Amazon. Like he said, not everybody has the same results. However, he did give a few steps about, um, you know, how to get all that. But Brian Newman, uh, this guy, I've talked to him for a while in the industry. He put the freight isn't out there right now for us to push $2 plus a mile. You have to take what you can get. If you try and hag on price too much, the damn brokers hang up on you and moves on to the next truck. Right now, during this pandemic, I'll gladly take $1.50 to $1.70 a mile. Why? Because unfortunately, that's the market right now. Will it bounce back? Absolutely. Give it 60 to 90 days, and I will bet you it's going to be like 2018 again. Brian Newman is a truck driver as well, 
And he agrees with a lot of people like me think that, you know, eventually it will get back to normal or hopefully better than normal with some <laughs> 2018 rates to kind of uh, pick the market back up there. Talk about a stimulus check if truckers start getting 2018 rates uh, back on the board. <laughs> I think that can make it better. But um, anyways, you know, I'm with you. I am totally with you there, Brian, and exactly what John was saying about the negotiating, having negotiating power and increasing your negotiating power by being knowledgeable and sounding confident on the phone with a broker. You're exactly right, Brian. It's hard to negotiate with these brokers when, you know, a load should be paying, let's say, $2 a mile. You call and they offer you $1.50. You can't say, well, I really need $1.75 to make it happen. They're probably going to say, all right, better luck next time. Click just as he's saying, because as we keep hearing from even drivers themselves, drivers are accepting this cheap freight. Therefore, keys being posted out there. Um, and I'm not I'm not sure what's going to stop it. I'm not sure if the demonstrations will stop it. I'm not sure if the slow rolls will stop it. I don't know what it is, but I hope what will stop and start improving the industry is more knowledge and more awareness of it. Because as I said in the beginning, a lot of people who are not drivers are afraid to talk about the industry issues. And I think it's because maybe they're afraid of how their customers will react. If they're talking about the issues, maybe stop using them. I don't know. I can think of a zillion different reasons, but I don't have anything to factually back it up. So I'm not going to say it. But I do know it's interesting that no one outside of the driver's seat is talking about the issues with brokers in this industry. I'm going to end it with this. Um, I had my moderator, Chris Brown, from my Facebook group, Freight Brokers and Truck Drivers, send me uh, multiple screenshots, a whole bunch of them of freight, uh, of posted loads, because I don't have access to the DAT or the truckstop.com load board. Um, and the whole point of that was, because I was hoping to compare them to the sonar. I'm going to hopefully do that sometime this week with members of the group, uh, my group there. But the whole reason why I want to compare them is to prove a point, because that's what I'm doing right now, is to prove a point of this. Brokers cannot say they are following or selling freight at market rates if they're posting, you know, loads on the load board at hundreds and hundreds of dollars less than market rate. And how do I know that? Well, because I look at the posted, uh, the posted rate on those posted load boards, and then I go into Sonar or the DAT rate view, and I check it out, or even the truck stop rate rater, and I check out the rate, and it's much different. <laughs> That's an issue. That being said, I do want to mention there are some brokers. I did see one bigger brokerage on the low board when I was scanning the rates that were posting rates on loads at fair market value or fair market rates. Again, those are the brokers I do not have issues with, so I don't want people to get it twisted. That's why I said the disclaimer above. But anyways, that's all I got for today. I do see... Um, Okay, I do see some comments. I'm sorry, people. I know that we did get comments in the watch party as well. I didn't get back to those, but I will respond to those individually um, there. Cool. Sounds good, everybody. <laughs> sorry, I was reading the comments there. But like I said, if you guys have questions or if you're talking to a broker who tells you, Mr. Driver, the market rate for this, you know, uh, Chicago to Atlanta is this, and you think it's not accurate, Simply post it in the group, freight brokers and truck drivers, and I will check the rating tools that I have available to me to tell you what brokers are seeing the market as. Because if a broker is telling you, you know, point A to point B is only $1.60 a mile according to the market, but the market is showing $1.90, well, someone's lying, and it's probably not the data because numbers don't lie. They never lie. That's why they're numbers. But basically, that's all I got got for you today for this make more money monday sponsored by truckstop.com if you guys are not a member please search for my group freight brokers and truck drivers on facebook click request join the conversation see all the fun shenanigans and everything in between um that the members are talking about until next time remember say no to cheat freight remain professional and let's figure out ways to make more money in the year 2020 i'll see you guys later